da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Brian Gill, what are we talking about this episode? This episode, we will be discussing the Amy Schumer, Judd Apatow creation, Trainwreck. First Judd Apatow movie we've talked about. Directorial. it's true. I should say. Other than the five-hour marathon we did on Cable Guy. (laughs) Gonna make that joke every week now. <laughs> yeah, that's what you go to. That's <laughs> Got a new bit. Apparently, we've done hours of marathoning that I didn't know about. So, <laughs> yeah, Brian and I do. Brian, what would you say? Three or four hours a week of just us. Yeah, just random content. Just, well, we did. Just... We did a podcast every single episode of the Critic. So that's, <laughs> You're I right. Remember that we did commentary. I should say. Yep, and um, un- undeclared or whatever, the one after Freaks and Geeks. Yes, the superior. <laughs> uh, first thing we've done that Judd has done mm-hmm. since Anchorman 2. Mm, yeah. Uh, he's and produced a lot of movies, guys. He has. Don't you feel like there's some movies that feel like a Judd Apatow produced films and some that feel like, I just got paid for this? Type yeah, thing? totally. Yeah. Which one specifically? I like think Anchorman Two is one. Like I've, I'd forgotten that. I mean, that feels like Adam McKay, not, not yeah. Judd Apatow. Not to say he didn't have some input in it. Just you know, it doesn't feel like Judd Apatow was super hands on with that film. I think I think uh, the first one. Speaking of Anchorman, I think that was Judd's doing. I thought that was his big coming out in Hollywood. No, uh, that's the McKay. He just produced that one. His big coming out. I know. I, I mean, I mean producing like the fact that he oh, produced yeah. it. It was his big, Hey, this is the new, one of the heads of comedy Yeah, uh, because he was coming off freaks and geeks and undeclared and like, wow, this guy actually might be good, you know, in anchorman. And then what did he do after that? Uh, 40 year old virgin. So yep. yeah. yeah. Talented guy. I love a lot of his stuff. And then I have issues with a lot of other it. So we'll, this will be an interesting, uh, to see yep. where this one falls and that group will be interesting. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. No movie news this week. We actually talked about it a few days ago in our Pixels episode. If you want to just hop on and and listen to movie news, and if you didn't want to see Pixels or didn't see it, if you haven't seen it, don't see it. Yeah, but, but listen to us anyway. Listen to it anyway it was because fun. there wasn't anything to spoil. Yeah, it was, it was a good old-fashioned movie discussion. Yeah. If that interests you, then uh, then have at that. But we're just going to get right into it and talk train wreck. Uh, where should we begin? I guess we'll start with Richard. General, give us general thoughts on Apatow as a guy and and his whole machine, and then we'll we'll get into train wreck stuff. So so his kind of early uh, gig was on, and where he says he learned a lot is is on the Larry Sanders show, which is we've made known as my favorite sitcom ever probably or no it's up there with probably Seinfeld and Interested Development and some other stuff but uh, um, so I have uh, so I, I, I love a lot of his and I, I love um, Superbad is one of my favorite comedies ever that he produced knocked up at the time it hasn't aged as well for me but at the time was just kind of mind-blowing to me it was like kind of the first comedy I thought that was yeah. for my generation Same. I feel yeah I, I knocked up always comes to mind when I think of Judd yeah and Rogan actually yeah, same. And so that I have a soft spot now, even though it's, I don't think is, I think Superbad holds up way better than Knocked Up as a comedy. Well, the Heigl factor. <laughs> Truth. Yeah, that doesn't help. And uh, so there's that. And then uh, 
I didn't, you know, Funny People. There's a great movie in there, mm-hmm. um, but it, it unfortunately didn't make it to the to the screen. And then I didn't like uh, This Is Forty much at all. Yeah, and I started to kind of realize he had this. I I didn't the the improv tempo be, started to become too obvious, and he just shot everything so overexposed. You know that movie is This Is Forty is so bright. I didn't understand. That and and funny people is in parts too. It's like just these crazy. It's like he's he's filming everything in like a Nancy Myers kitchen at all times. <laughs> yes. And while I love him and I, I like him as a public figure a lot too, I think he's a funny guy. And so this was kind of going to be not so much a make or break, but I was interested in this. I thought it was cool that he was going to direct someone else's script. I thought that could be useful. So I was I was excited for this. And then in terms of Schumer, uh, I kind of missed the original you know, gravy train on her or, or, you know, the first run on her. Uh, I had heard that her stuff was really funny, but just in the clips I'd seen on TV, it didn't capture my interest for whatever reason. And then like within a week, I, I started hearing buzz about this movie, saw a trailer for this movie. It looked funny. Um, and then I saw her do stand up on the night of too many stars for autism. And I was like laughing on the floor at how funny it was. And then like two days after that, I met her. And uh, at a just like happenstance at this uh, at South at by the Southwest, premiere. literally at the at premiere, the premiere at, across the street from the premiere, she like snuck over to a bar I was actually working at, not working at the bar, but I was conducting a business meeting there, and talked to her for five or ten minutes with my boss, and she was so charming and lovely and funny and nice to us, and you know just like a really positive interaction. So like within, I went from not caring about her at all. I wasn't ne- anti Amy Schumer. I was just right. net zero. To being like a fanboy for her in like nine days, so I was super excited for this movie, and uh, and and we'll get into it a little more specifically later. But I thought this really delivered. I thought this was. Uh, I chuckled a lot during this. Unfortunately, the screening I went to had subtitles. They what? warned us before we went in. I don't know if it was a hearing impaired thing or something. So that spoiled a lot of the tempo of the jokes because you can't help but look. Oh, wow, and like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, maybe you just didn't. Maybe uh, yeah, maybe it's said I that tried in the to, listing, and you just didn't notice yeah. it. Yeah, I think they they told us before we going in, so it's not like I could really be. I wasn't going to just walk out, so I tried to like kind of position my popcorn to where I couldn't <laughs> see the bottom yeah, part just of the like screen. Blur your eye, your vision. Yeah, <laughs> but I, you know, you kind of couldn't help it. So that hurt. I would. I wish I could have seen it with, you know. Anyway, but that's not the movie's fault at all. So, but I still laughed a lot, and 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 I thought the first fifteen minutes was a little bit jilted, and then it kind of finds its rhythm. It yeah. was really solid all the way throughout. And yeah, I think it's a pretty, it's a great first screenplay. Uh, it's nothing special. I think the performances are what make this great, but I think it's a really strong first effort as a screenplay. And I think it's well directed and well shot and not overexposed and super bright, <laughs> which was nice. <laughs> um, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So I'd be interested to see what you guys thought as well. Yeah, I agree. It, uh, it really succeeded for me. Mm-hmm. And I, this was exactly what I thought it should have been or could have been and wanted it to be. Um, it was way, way raunchier. I feel like than anything, <laughs> anything Judd's done. And that's, it's crazy to say because Amy wrote the script, Amy and her sister or whatever wrote the script. It suffers from the, the normal Apatow syndrome of just, yeah. it's just too long. It's uh-huh. just too long. And, and he really needs to get that under control. Agreed. And I think it really kind of turns people off from in the long run from his movies. Like I'm not, I've seen this as 40, I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah. And it's so, it's such a, such an, a commitment to sit down and watch that movie. Same mm-hmm. with funny people too. doesn't really fly by at all. His movies are always about 15 minutes too long. When yeah. that last sort of story arc starts coming together in the final act, you start to feel the fatigue. And I felt it in this one as well. Yeah, but th- that's one of my only complaints. I mean, it, it suffered from a little, a little bit bad pacing, a little bit stretched out. But that that seems to do. And like Richard said, I mean, this is the first screenplay, so I didn't expect perfection on, on those fronts. I didn't expect a lot of editing, on the uh, on the writing. But yeah, it was Schumer's really just charming and and funny and nice and and like I said, just shockingly raunchy, which. <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen a female comedian be this raunchy, maybe ever. I mean, I'm trying to think the last, the last one that um, comes to mind, on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, McCarthy 
doesn't do the quite the same level of like sexual humor. Yes, but I, but I do think a lot of her stuff can border on. I don't bad taste. I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's what she's going for anyway. On some some level, Richard. For me, this succeeded uh, almost on every level. It did for you as well, and the performances are great. And just so genuine and touching, you know, this is oddly sentimental movie too as well. Yeah. Which you don't really expect, but uh, the story behind it is that Judd was listening to Howard Stern and Howard had Amy on the show. And he said he had heard, vaguely heard of Amy, you know, kind of like you, Richard, maybe, you know, kind of missed her, that first wave of, of mm-hmm. Amy Schumerness when her stand-ups first started uh, making the rounds on Comedy Central and things. And heard her on Howard Stern, and she was talking about her stand-up career and and how she got started. But I was also talking about her dad, who has like ALS or something. Yeah, and just touch, you know, talking really honestly about that. And Judd just said he pulled over his car on the side of the road and sat there for the the whole hour interview, listening to it, and was just thinking in his mind, like this is a movie, and uh, and and called Amy and said, hey, you know, let's meet, let's talk, and basically pitched this idea to Amy. She, he was just like, I want you to be you. I want you to write kind of your life story or how you feel deep down, you know, in your, in a, in a comedy. And so and that, you know, bring that element in with her family and father or with the Colin Quinn character who was really good in this too. Yeah. Um, like, like almost Oscar worthy good. In yeah. it. Like it's yeah. really weird. I, I like, I like Colin Quinn a lot, but you, he doesn't do much anymore. I yeah. wish he would, right. I wish he would act more actually. But I mean, just she really brought a lot of herself into this movie and and tried to make it you know personal and everything, and I appreciated that. And it's also funny, you know. Yeah. So a lot of the jokes really work. And and this the screening man, it was just howling in my in my theater when I saw it, and it, it really worked on almost every level for for the audience I saw it with. And so that always makes it a comedy better. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this isn't the funniest movie I've seen on the podcast. This is this is uh, the funniest one of the year so far for me, though. And uh, and it might be in the top ten of the year for me. It was it was really funny, and and I really enjoyed Amy and Bill Hader, especially. Yeah, I want to talk more about Hader too. Future here. American Treasure. Uh, but I want to get Brian's thoughts. Yeah, future AT, of course. Brian's thoughts on um, on Trainwreck. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think. Uh, as far as Schumer goes, I really enjoy. I saw some of her early stand up and really thought she I was, thought it was great. I, I, thought, I saw her, her first stand up and I was fantastic. like, "This girl's a star." Yeah, and I was like, "This girl's a star." Yeah. And, and and um, and didn't really ever pay attention to her show that she has. Right. And I saw I, I kicked it on once, and I saw one skit, and it was just really bad, like yeah. vulgar, well, and, and it was taking the cheap way out. And I was just like, I, "This isn't for me." I'll watch yeah. her stand up, but um, you know I'm not going to watch her show. Apparently, her show's like Emmy nominated now and everything. And right, I, I understand its intelligence for comedic writing, but it just wasn't my wasn't my thing. But yeah, I agree, Brian. Kind of I, I was on her. I, I saw potential in her. From, yeah. not to brag or anything, but I really did. I was like, wow, this this chick could be could be something. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm in that same boat. I'd seen her on Last Comic Standing, and I'd yeah. seen some of her some of her work, and I I thought she was fantastic, and. Uh, and then over the last few years, like I, I have also watched some of that show, and I've, I've not found any of it funny. I, I, it's, it's very, it, it, it very much seems very Melissa McCarthy ish to me, and mm-hmm. it just exactly. doesn't it didn't Take work. The cheap doesn't way work out. Yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah. Anyway, uh, and I, I also think for me at least, she suffered a little bit from. You almost can't go on Twitter without. <laughs> without getting how great Amy Schumer is, you know, and and I am one of those people that will, when somebody keeps telling me how good something is, then I immediately think, well, it can't be any good, you know, and so I think I had kind of almost like involuntarily turned on her just because too much pub, and I, I just don't, I, nobody can be that good, you know, uh, and I wasn't super enthused about this movie. And I think part of it for me was that it started to feel – the ad campaigns at least started to feel a little bit desperate because they were getting like slightly different trailers for different audiences. And to me, like that's always a really bad sign that the, the that the studio either doesn't know what kind of movie they have or they're afraid that their movie is not going to find the target audience. And so they're just trying to like kind of shotgun it and hit – 
as much audience as they can and just kind of get the word out. And I, I never, I always feel like that's, that's a, a bad sign. Um, and instead, man, I, I went in and saw this and, and, uh, I think it's the funniest movie of the year by a fair stretch. And I, I, I mean, I'm going to be hard pressed. I think to, at this point, besides inside out, and taking out doc, you know, taking documentaries oh, out man. of the consideration. I forgot Inside Out. That was funny too. Yeah, that, it, it's a it's a very funny movie. But this is this in a is different funny. way. Yeah, yeah. This is a funnier movie, and it's intended to be funnier. But but it also, I think be I think besides Inside Out, and this might be the best movie of the year for me. Like I just think it it hit all the highs that I wanted it to hit. It highlighted an extremely talented comedian in a in a way that could have so easily been very generic and instead I felt like was extremely genuine. Um, I love Hater. We all love Hater, and it's so cool to see him getting his due, like with this. It was like the part, it was, it's, it, exactly. It's funny because Hater's in this, and everyone coming out of this movie and, and talking about it after the fact is like, man, Bill Hader's really good. Like, yes. We've known that. People like, are just uh, now Yeah, discovered. it's like this movie yeah. really – plays well for hater in his future i think mm-hmm. yeah it, it elevates him to a, a, a leading man type yeah, level yeah. And, he's and you add that straight to man what really he's yeah not that yes. funny he's the perfect choice for this role yeah. for how it was written if you add that to what he did with skeleton twins which which unfortunately didn't get as big as as no. it deserved yeah. to get but it did he did have kind of that like outlier oscar type buzz which is important for your career and and i think I think he's ready to take whatever next step, but I think it is sh- these two movies. You put those together, I think you're showing people this guy's not just Stefan from yep. Saturday Night Live, which is like my favorite character on Steph- on uh, SNL ever. You're but it, it, yeah, thanks, man. But it's he's so much more than that, and he's just a tremendous performer. And uh, I think you're getting a good glimpse of that. You guys are both right. There's. I have such a conflicted relationship with with Apatow because on the one hand, I so greatly appreciate – and I, I think why his movies are so long is because they're all supremely overstuffed because people want to work with Apatow and because they know funny people or or not funny people as this, this movie showcased several of them um, or traditionally funny people I guess you would say. I think that they want to work with him because they know they're going to they're, – He's going to to let you do something. You know, he's going to let you be who you are and express your your creativity and uh and and because of that, I think the flip side is like you guys just said, all of his movies are are overlong and all of them need to be edited and uh and this one is no trainwreck's no exception. It's it's just over two hours long and it needs to be a hundred minutes. It's it's twenty minutes too long. And you could get there, I think, by cutting out four or five characters that just don't bring much to to the sh- to the show. But at the same time, if you did that, would you strip Apatow's movies of what makes them Apatowian? You know, like that's I think that's yeah. a legitimate conversation to have. You, you go in, you know that it's gonna have a very yes. well thought out story, like drama uh-huh. involved, you know, real life drama involved. And so he has so many jokes to tell too, that you yes. feel like I got to save, you know, what 40% uh, for um, real story. And then the other 60 mm-hmm. for, for, um, for jokes. And so it ends right. up being, I mean, he just has, he has so much to tell. He has such a, such a long story to tell with every film. He doesn't just yeah. get on, get in and get out, you know, on anything yeah, really. Absolutely. And that, and that's what makes his yeah. movies. It's what makes them so, even when they don't work and at least you can see where he's trying to make an honest film. I yes. I'm with you guys. I think, I think this is 40 is, is not just, do I not like it? I think it's a bad movie. And, and that's so weird because it, it should, it should be impossible to make Paul Rudd and Leslie, Leslie Mann, uh, unlikable and they are so unlikable in that film. And it's like, I don't know how long that movie is, but it feels like it's four hours long, you know? And, uh, but it's two hours and 15 minutes. Okay. Well, it, it feels <laughs> so much longer than that. A two and a half hour comedy. That yeah. Is, that uh, is insane. 
slice of life comedy yeah. too. Not yeah, even like seriously. high concept. Seriously. Yeah. But but I also think it was a it was a very It was a almost, swing. It's it was a swing. A swing. It was an ambitious film and it yeah. was a and it, like all of his films, it was a genuine attempt to make an honest movie and make that funny. And I, I, I just feel like I feel like we're kind of in a we're in a slump comedically. There's just not a great deal of funny movies coming out each year right now. And I, I don't really know why that why that is, because there's a lot of extremely talented and hilarious comedians out there. But I just I just feel like the number of a minus to a plus comedies that we get each year are so so few, and uh, and and I I don't know, but I I think part of that is because it we're kind of bit driven at this point, and I am too. Like I love bits more than anybody. Apatow makes such genuine films, and such they're they're so he's at least trying to make these things real to life, and and still finding the humor in everyday life, and I, it's just. I don't know that it's a lost art, but I think that he is clearly the best at it right now. And uh, so anyway, I've rambled on and on, but I think uh, I really liked this movie. And yes, I would like it if he would allow himself to be edited some and cut out a few characters and, and some of the throwaway lines at the end of scenes that really didn't work. But the main story and Schumer herself and Hader and most of the surrounding cast I just thought it was kind of like a breath of fresh air in a lot of ways. Like it was a really heartfelt, funny movie that is super raunchy and, and over the top awful on, on that kind of level, uh, but still is grounded in reality enough to where I, I just came I was I was extremely impressed, way more so than, than I thought I was going to be going in. I, I, I really liked this movie a lot. Supporting cast was also really – Really, something special and eclectic. Yeah, yes. uh, LeBron James and John Cena <laughs> highlight the movie in a very in very different ways, but were very funny. I thought that one of the funnier concepts. I don't know if this was Schumer or Judd. Is like let's just have LeBron be super stingy with money. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was so that funny. was funny. So you're getting yeah. the bill, or <laughs> that? Yeah, it was just he was so committed to it the whole movie too, <laughs> and uh, you could tell LeBron like really embraced. The, the character they had written for him and, and, was, and was total American treasure sense of humor about oneself kind of role for yeah. LeBron. He's not a great natural actor. So there's some yeah. weird halting cadences with it. And that's okay. I mean, that character is written so funny that it would be hard to mess up. He, he does an adequate job with it. So it's fine. Um, I think Amari is probably a much better actor than, yeah. I thought than LeBron, was, but LeBron got the well, fun. Yeah, well, Amari got the actual, meat of the story yeah it had to do with lebron and guys by the way tony romo yeah showing up that's yeah. man he's he it's hard to hate tony romo in the past couple of years i'll be honest with the uh joining twitter and tweeting funny things and showing up in an apatow comedy he has a thousand volts hooked up to a, both of his nipples right now a thousand volts thing out of line it's good i mean i didn't ex- no, ever expect him to like be out there like that he's no, never yeah, been he's, that kind of guy but since a few minutes about oneself too. It was funny. Yeah, he was great. He was great. But uh, I think of all of them, honestly, I think Cena was unbelievably funny. Yes. Yeah. I, he's a really he's natural comedian. He is yeah. so funny. He and he uh, is has rock potential. If he ever yes. wanted to pursue that part of his career, if he isn't in the next. Fa- if he's not in Fast Eight, yes. I'm going to be pretty ticked off. Exactly. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. As the uh, as as Schumer's boss. In a really kind of weird makeup uh, job, and also Dave Attell as the uh, homeless. Yeah, it was like weird. It was like stand-ups from New York that Schumer hangs out with, with yeah. uh, Colin Quinn and, and uh, Dave Attell, professional athletes, and Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Not really yeah. a, a big, you know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of an odd supporting cast, uh, but it worked. It worked. It worked fantastically. Yeah, and Attell and Colin Quinn were great. Let's talk about Colin Quinn. Probably would be a Please. good time now. Yes, go ahead. Uh, just greatness. And, he, you know, the story behind that, I saw her on some talk show or him on a talk show. They had to beg him to be in this because he didn't think he doesn't think of himself still as an actor at all. And it's like, you're good. Like, this is yeah. what you should be doing. Like, he was really solid in that part and and uh, and made that character like even, even though they talk about it on the funeral um, and sold it well, like a really kind of awful character, insanely likable. 
And uh, he's, yeah, he's great. I mean, if he got a ward buzz at the end of the year, I wouldn't mind at all. I thought he was fantastic. Totally. It would actually be really cool if he got a supporting nomination, uh, at least Golden Globes or something, just yeah. to recognize his performance. I also really like Vanessa Bayer. Yeah. She's really charming and funny to me. I don't know why, what about her like, I really find funny, but I just really enjoy her. Not as a, I can't see her like being a movie star in her own in her own yeah, right, yeah. like like Amy, but she's such a great accent to a main like female protagonist character. Such a funny, it's she plays off people so well, and is is that scene of her when uh, Bill Hader calls her after the night that they go out, yeah, um, was so funny, and and she's one of the few highlights of SNL nowadays. Her and Kate McKinnon are the two, yeah, lady and Leslie Jones. <laughs> God, don't speaking of like I, I show, told you, I yeah. told Brian because I know you don't like to talk about the movie till we get on here. I texted Brian and said, this movie was an A-plus until Steve Novak and Leslie Jones showed up within 30 <laughs> seconds jo- of each other. Uh, uh, I will admit, Leslie Jones's line killed in the theater I was Oh, it in. killed in mine, too. Yeah. So, and Pete Davidson shows up. He's funny as well. And they're, yeah, it's like Amy's buddies and like Judd's people. Um, I'm surprised Leslie Mann didn't show up because it's not yeah. a Judd Apatow affair until... Till Leslie has something to do with it, but she, Leslie Mann played um, J.R. Smith. Oh, that was <laughs> wow. a makeup job. Yeah, that's actually impressive. Yeah, really impressive. She did a great job, I think. Really captured the kind of wheels off nature. <laughs> so, what does this represent? As I mean, this is going to be. I mean, this, uh, I, I work with some females who saw this and were really excited about uh, seeing this. And on Monday, the next Monday, they were just laughing about it and everything. I and girls love Schumer. Yeah. I mean, she's going to go down in history. I, I guarantee you, like, she's the next voice of comedy for the next generation, I think. That's great. I, I think, you I, know, yeah. the, the, the polars and phase have moved on, I think. Mm-hmm. And she's Agreed. sort of taking over as the, what, whatever she does kind of sets the bar for what totally. comedy is for. And, I, and yeah. I think, you know, with her, you know, with this lull in comedy over the last few years, the one kind of super bright spot of these these female driven and female led films. I, 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 speaking as a male, I think it's awesome. Like, I think it's great. It's, it's, it's great a for, for women to see, but as males, it's, it's great to see variety. I mean, we get tired of the same kind of boring white guys just as much as everyone else does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's speaking as three pretty boring white guys, you know, that's, that's been one of the best parts of comedy. I think this is kind of the height of it. And I think it jumps the shark with uh, ghostbusters, but it's really fun right now, and I think it's great. And, uh, and Schumer's definitely leading the pack. And hopefully, you know, there'll be ten more Amy Schumer's out there doing doing original work because, you know, every, we talk about we're kind of laughed out, right? Like every, we've seen everything that's funny, and we have from the male perspective. I think, you know, that female side of things is actually kind of a goldmine for a lot of original comedy that we we haven't seen yet as a mass audience. Yeah. And uh, and that's really cool, and that's going to be hopefully will lead to some really great female female driven comedies. And I, I think this this and you know obviously Bridesmaid was kind of the the original kickoff. Uh, the Heat was really big. Um, it was it made a yeah, ton I know, of money. I know. And, it's just sad. Yeah, and so uh, we'll see we'll see going forward. But um, yeah, I think Ghostbusters. I, I, it's hard to imagine that being good, but if it is, even better. Brian, any thoughts on that? Uh, Ghostbusters will be terrible. (laughs) I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to draw any ire, but Leslie Jones is terrible and I can't, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that scene with her in this movie made me, I just, I just want to cover my ears. It was eight seconds long. That's the funniest part. She is, she is painful. And before we get the angry emails, it has literally nothing to do with how she looks or the color of her skin, or anything else. It is just that all she is doing is yelling generic, unfunny thoughts. That's that's all it is. Like, no one's ever expressed that. Whatever. I'm done. It's fine. Whatever. Well, save we'll have plenty of Leslie Jones thoughts. For, <laughs> and Ghostbusters. Our Leslie Jones podcast, yeah. yeah. Amy Schumer said she wanted to do Ghostbusters, and uh, I'm glad she didn't do it, or she didn't get, you know, get offered it, or it didn't work out, because I hope she just does her stand-up, her show yeah, like do original uh, stuff and yeah. and maybe do a movie every two three years you know well, maybe even three if she years. wants to do more movies but she now i think we've seen she can write a very very good comedy so yeah. let's let her do that 
let's let her do more of that. I I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I hope she she keeps doing what she's doing now and doesn't drastically let her jumping onto the A list affect uh, her trajectory uh, yeah. as a comedian and as a comedic comedic influence. You know, I totally. guarantee you, she'll get handed every script in Hollywood, every co- comedy script in Hollywood. Yeah. Over the next year or two years uh, after this movie, and I. I I'm holding out hope that she is somebody we're we're talking positively about in two or three years. Yeah. It will be interesting to see because it, it, she may be one of those people that can only play herself. And I hope that's what she, that's what I mean. I hope she, she puts her, she's doing what she's doing now and she, she doesn't, you know, jump on a Ghostbusters thing and try to, sure. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I hope she she does stuff that, that fits her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll yeah. be that's kind of the next, you know, step for her. If if she's gonna be in, you know, she's gonna be huge regardless, and that's great. But if she's gonna be crazy huge, is can she kind of go into someone else's persona? Yeah, right. Because right. she played herself really well, and there's a lot of emotional weight to this her movie. Her character's and I, name is Amy, and everything in this. Yeah, just, and it's her exact same yeah. personality, right? That yeah. or at least her public comedic right. personality. It's the same right. persona, and. You know, she brought the, her best scenes were the hardest, most emotional scenes in this. Yeah. I thought she was that great. Funeral scene, uh, yeah, was, was one of the. Yes. I mean, one of the best scenes of the of the year, and and brought me to the brink of tears. I thought yeah. she, I thought she nailed that so perfectly, both in the in the acting and in the writing. That was mm-hmm. a beautiful, brilliant scene. What there's also some really fun and actually interesting satire and and social commentary in this uh, about the fact that she works for a paparazzi magazine or yeah. tabloid mm-hmm. and the fact that they they only wanted the trashy stories and everything. So I appreciated you know you you hire Amy Schumer to to write a, a screenplay or spec script and. You just, you know, she gives herself a job in the movie, you know, obviously, and I'm just glad it was something that we could explore thematically and not just like, oh, she's a waitress, you know, and it's one of those typical rom-com type movies. There was actually like something being said other than the relationship portion of uh, of the story. So Mm -hmm. it was really a rom-com that could work for for guys, too. I didn't feel like it catered too much to the ladies. Um, So, man. Yeah. Totally. And and I will say, too, I, I went and saw this with my wife and one of our, our friends, and both of them came out saying uh, something to the effect of that's the best romantic comedy of the last, you know, however many years. Because that's, that's kind of a dead genre. Like, there's not yeah. there's not very many Someone date movies anymore. Grant's corpse out it's, of a, it's so – she, she you could tell she's a stand-up comedian with the way these scenes are fleshed out and everything totally. because yep. – and that she's been used to writing sketch because there's that random like yeah. Harry Potter, Potter and Marissa Tomei thing. Like, yes, why throw that in there? Like, that was almost like a weird sketch within the movie. Like, you could see her her beats, but that's fine. It's her first time out. It's funny. Um, Judd, Howard had Judd on uh, on his show and was interviewing about Trainwreck and and asking about Schumer. He's like, well, you know, was she easy to work with? I mean, was it hard for her to write a script? He was like, it's very rare that you ask somebody to write, you know, come back to me in three months with your idea of a script, and they bring it back to you, and it's pretty much perfect. Like, he, yeah. he was like, it was just so good. And on every time, you know, they would do pre-pro and rehearsals and everything, and he said he would come in to, uh, to work – and Amy's like, oh yeah, no, me and my whole uh, improv team like worked out all these scenes last night. You know, like yeah. she's like a perfectionist when it comes to her comedy and, and everything. And I think that's just awesome. Yeah. She she really shows. knows what it she's really doing, shows. and and yeah. um, it's not just farting around up there, you know. And, right. and but I mean, she puts so much of her comedy into her into this movie, specifically the scene where they're cuddling, her and Bill Hader. And she's just yeah. like, you're breathing on me. Like, can you just move over there? You know, because it's so funny and true and everything and all the above. And uh, she talks about things like the small things like that in her, her stand up, but a lot of really funny little moments like that yeah. where she's it's, just riffing. And uh, and she lets other people riff too, yes, which I yeah, always think right. is the best sign of a really funny person that they're not afraid to let other people be really funny because they know how funny they are. Mm hmm. She has no insecurity, right? She lets everyone in that movie have a moment and be. Get, she gives lines away. I mean, Colin Quinn has some of the funniest lines in the movie. Those are just thrown to him. Yeah, she's totally comfortable 
uh, with how funny she is uh, in in that regard. I think that's great. I mean, she lets John Cena. I mean, that whole CrossFit queen bit is so funny. <laughs> yes, it's so yeah. funny of him to do. <laughs> and, and that character is so hilarious. Just yeah. the guy that like talk dirty to me and he's only talking about working out like creatine like <laughs> i was like that is so freaking that's hilarious. one of the most at performances like self-aware yes since we were about oneself ever was that one greatness um, he seems like such a meat i mean he just looks like definition of a meathead but i guess he's not he's great he was so funny after having this conversation richard battery's I'm a, too dumb to i'm know. a little like, disappointed richard now that we're here you didn't ask Amy to come on the show. She probably would have come on the podcast. I know. I, you could, I you'd be like, yeah, you'd be like, yeah. Well, nice to meet you. But I actually do a movie show. You know, uh, you should come on and uh, to, we'll you know, talk about train wreck. She'll be like, I, okay. I'm sure she would have been like, yeah. Email me or whatever. It's it, it was it was so quick and and fleeting and just like weird that I was it was happening. I just wasn't prepared. But oh, I, I understand. And and the the podcast culture of South by Southwest and and other shows yeah, like that right. is the worst like everyone's trying to get everyone on their show and i wanted to give a good impression but i i blew it i apologize that would have been awesome if we had her on the freaking show like a <laughs> list basically oh by the <laughs> way here's amy uh i want to be on her side amy call me uh let's go into grades anything else to say about well, obviously as as everyone knows uh as we've We've covered in other films. The big dance kind of sing-along number at the end totally yeah. made me cry. Did it really? <laughs> oh, welled up, man. It that's was my funny. thing. Like that's what gets me are big moments. And the Billy the Joel, you gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. Billy Joel. Even though I hate Uptown Girl, I appreciate. <laughs> and she does too. That was a great. Yeah, I thought that of was you a during great, that. Great, great line. And she's like, Billy Joel hates that song because <laughs> <laughs> he does. I'm sure. Like, how could you not if you're having to play that every night? But man, yeah. I, I I like that scene too. It was very touching, very touching. Um, okay, let's uh, move on to grades. But I want to just yeah say you know Judd represents a lot. You know I think more as a producer now than he does even a director. Sure. Um, the I mean with shows like Girls and the fact that he brought discovered all those basically our entire generation of comedy right now is because of Judd, you know, uh, the Rogans and Jonah Hills and Jason Siegels and, sure. and everybody, you know, Franco and, yeah. and His all the comedy are, tree is huge. I mean, he, he's just a, a genius. Seriously. Parcel, a, a he's comedic, the parcels of comedy. He is a comedic genius and he, he can, yeah, like comparing it to coaching Richard, uh, he can scout talent like no yeah. tomorrow and, and find the, the stars of tomorrow. And it's, it's a, incredible to behold and uh we're we're lucky to be the only thing that could have been better he just uh, has such a gen genuine love for comedy uh yeah you know he's he said he would just call out yeah he would call jerry seinfeld out um you know cold call jerry seinfeld when he was like a teenager or whatever and uh and ask him about comedy just to see you know write down what he said or how to get in the business and stuff he just really cares about and he actually did stand up the other week on on fallon (laughs) Yeah. It was actually hilarious and did Cosby a Cosby bit, bit and, uh, you know, made headlines there. He was like one of the first people to go on national television and just do a bit, a stand up bit on Cosby raping people. Um, but you, know, your wife doesn't, you don't want your yeah, wife great to impression. He said he hasn't done stand up in forever, you know, yeah. but just told Jimmy, hey, you know, give me five minutes. And he's like, OK, yeah, go for it, man. And it's so good. So it was so funny. <laughs> so, uh, of course, Jed, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah oh, man. Oh, cool. You're like, Shut up, right of course. So You're so great. So great. Oh, uh, God. I can't wait for Colbert to get on the air. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like Jimmy, but. Um, It'll be good to have the difference between those two. Like, I, 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 I you know, I totally make both of them. I don't want to make this a Jimmy Fallon podcast, but. I totally understand what he does, and I get his like, "Hey, let's play, you know, Plinko with Paul Rudd or whatever." <laughs> but I want to when I see a talk show, I want to, I want to, I want to talk to the guy. And that's what I loved about yeah, Letterman. He it, actually it's much closer to a variety show. Oh, exactly. And, and there's a time and place for that. And I, and, you know, like, like I said, I understand what he's doing. But that's what I liked about Letterman. He he was funny, but he always, you know, kept it a little bit, you know, informative and, and sure. things. So. You know, that's my only problem there. But yeah, Apatow is great on that. Not everyone can be the best, Jimmy. Not everyone. So good. So great. So so good. So fun. Man, have you seen Hitler? Like the best world leader, man. Yeah. (laughs) So good. 
And where Letterman would just say, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. You know, when he, knew it sucked. <laughs> yeah. he was so, so great. Uh, all right, let's do grades. I'm going to give train wreck a solid A really funny. Uh, Brian. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the type of movie that I usually recommend, uh, for any of my younger listeners. Uh, this is not for you, but I was, I'm really, I'm just, I'm so impressed with the way that this all came together and Schumer herself just, I, I'm really impressed with this movie and I'm, I really, I really enjoyed it a lot. I imagine this will be in my top 10, uh, come into the year. This is going to be a a strong A for me, Richard. Uh, I'm going to go A as well. So a just regular old A. So, uh, let's move on and let's, uh, hit a recommend if you got one guys. I'm going to recommend a stand-up comedy special uh, that's on Netflix. It is Aziz and Sorry from Madison Square Garden. I don't know if you fellas have watched, watched that. This. I don't think I have yet. Is that his newest one? I haven't watched the newest one. It's the newest one, yes. Okay, yeah, I haven't it's watched Madison that Madison Square Garden, uh, you know, really funny. I think his whole point of this was to do more social jokes uh, than relationship. Most of his humor in the past has been, a, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend type stuff. In his last comedy special that I did, uh, I think it's called Buried Alive. I did yeah, recommend yeah, that yeah. on the show, and it was it was really funny. And he does a lot of a lot of good stuff, but he does a lot of stuff a poli- some a little bit of political humor, but uh, you know, talking about vegans and and just kind of the counterculture of today, and it's really funny and. He's uh, he's peaking right now too. He just did an arena tour nationwide. Yeah, yeah. He he and Amy are, and they're on tour together. Yeah, they're coming for the uh, Oddball Comedy Fest, and that's going to be a huge tour. I mean, (laughs) comedy tour. I want to go to that actually. Yeah, I think I'm going to go. I think uh, Mark Maron's on it too, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. um, Anthony Jeselnik and a bunch of names on it. Not all of them great, but a bunch of names. But uh, man, yeah, like he might be the number one male comedian right now. Uh, Louis fading, I think, kind of stand up wise. Um, he's still, you know, he's still involved in the show. I think stand up wise, the, the top two might be Aziz and and Amy Schumer. So really, uh, really cool to see them do what they do at their prime. So Aziz and sorry, live Madison Square Garden, fun, fun hey. and funny. I wish Aziz would do more. Movies and uh, in television. I know he did Parks and Rec, but I wish he was out there more. Sure, he's funny. He's got something coming with Judd Apatow. I saw so great. He's got some kind of project in the works. Great. Uh, anybody got any recommend? Yeah, I can go. Go ahead. I'll follow that beat and uh, recommend my favorite, probably my favorite stand-up album of all time. Oh, that's what I was going to do, Brian. Sweet. We'll just uh, we'll we'll knock them both off then. Uh, my my mine is a guy named uh, Gary Goleman who's had some level of fame, and then it seems like he's kind of fallen off, and then he kind of reclaims it a little bit. He's had a very interesting career. He's on Conan a lot. If you're if you still watch Conan, he he's one of Conan's favorites. Um, the album is called Conversations with Inanimate Objects. I think it's from 2005 or something like that. He's had two since then. I don't, and he's got a special on Netflix too. Um, that's funny, but I don't, I don't think anything that he's done is quite hit the same level as, as, uh, this one that I'm recommending. It's, it's, it is one of the funniest, uh, it's one of the funniest albums I've ever heard. And he, he tells a lot of stories, but they're very, they're short, they're concise and they are always, they always have some of the great, some great punchlines. Like his mind goes to some really funny places that I don't think, most comedians quite get to he uh he's very he's very dark if you he did a when brian koppelman was still doing the moment at uh grantland he was one of his first guests gary goleman was and it was the darkest hour and a half <laughs> of uh podcast i think i've ever listened to because he's just talking about the deep deep dark awful places he goes to to get to to get to the funny or maybe because of what the persona he puts on on stage i don't know but um i think you can kind of see that in his comedy but i mean that in a really good way i don't know maybe i'm not selling it well at all uh it's a hilarious album i'm sure you can get it on itunes or whatever else but uh again gary goleman conversations with inanimate objects 
uh, highly, highly recommend it. It's, it's a, it's a staple on my road trips. If I'm ever in the car for more than like three or four hours, I, I will definitely listen to it at some point in the, in the trip. It's a one of, it's just a great hour of, of comedy. Richard. Yeah. So, uh, it's fu- so funny. This happened. This is like, I've ingested no media, but I, one of the things I ingested is the perfect thing to talk about. So, uh, we'll do a stand up theme because of, of, of Schumer and tra- train wreck. So, uh, I was traveling last week and I got into town and, and, and we had a 6 a.m. flight from Montana back to Dallas. So we got in at about noon, uh, went to lunch. Well, the night before, which means we had to leave my cabin uh, or, or our family cabin at like uh, 3.45 or 4 uh, to get to the airport. And then we stayed up with the neighbors because we love them and we only get to see them once a year until about 2 a.m. And so I don't sleep on planes. And so I got about an hour of sleep and same with, with Sarah and we flew here. And then like the minute we landed, we had like stuff to do all evening. And so we wake up Saturday morning and I just, I have nothing good to think about the world, but I can't sleep and I'm just like so tired and whatever. So I come into the living room and I just throw on HBO go and I'm clicking around and I came across my favorite standup of all time and I hadn't seen it in, in, in a number of years and it was uh, very influential in Young Richard. And you'll laugh when you say that because I, I, I'm probably about as far from this person as, as one can get in a lot of ways. Uh, but I always thought, um, to me, he's the funniest stand-up ever because I never could tell where those punchlines were going. Kind of like you were saying with Gary Goldman, Brian. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's uh, the stand-up special is Dave Chappelle's Killing Him Softly. Oh, and uh, yeah. one of my favorites ever. And I uh, showed it to Sarah and... Uh, through her haze of no sleep too, she was laughing and she had never seen it, and and it holds up so well. Especially there's like 20 minutes in there on police brutality, which is <laughs> towards minorities, and it's like wow, this is 15 years old, and it's like never been more. Like he should take that bit back out on the road because uh, it would probably hit home even more now. Uh, but I think one of the great, it's it's you know enough's been said about Chappelle that he's never totally put it together in terms of a career because he just chooses not to, I guess, or he's done very well, but yeah, you know, never in that mass sense, except for, for a few fleeting years. And then he kind of left it all behind he's coming but, back. Uh, I really do. I hope so. I, there's rumors of a new HBO special and, and he, he is still so good. And, uh, when he came back, when he did those shows at radio city last year and he was doing the talk show circuit, he's still so funny. He's like the most naturally funny person. And he's been yeah. doing stand up since he was 13. You know, he's just like, total genius and uh that killing him softly special if you've never seen it is uh is is greatness sweet good recommend oh brian where can i find you online you can find me on the twitter at bgill12 and you can find my writing occasionally at madaboutmoviespodcast.com richard where can we find you you can find me on twitter at richard barden and you can find a few of my writings at richardbarden.com kent where can i find you you can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison and find all of our episodes on our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. I think only our recent, only our most recent 20 show up on iTunes. So if you want anything older than that, check out the website. If you'd like to keep the show going, you can donate the amount of your choosing to us at our website as well. And if you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on iTunes. Tell them to bring back a hundred episodes because twenty is stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the point of that. If you subscribe, you see them all. But I don't know the point of Dumb. knocking it down to twenty because it's all about uh, discovery when you're looking for podcasts. You want Seriously. I want the, the most content out there for people to discover. But uh, shout out to iTunes for all they've <laughs> done for us. Honestly, they've been <laughs> yeah. they've been very nice to our podcast and great people over there. But. Um, just subscribe to the show. You want to face the issue. And until next Tell time. Tell a friend, too. This thing grows through word of mouth. Tell a friend. Yeah, reason. we've never yeah, said that friends. on the show. I don't Come think we've, we've ever said on the show, tell a friend. That's a great idea, Richard. Just tell, tell one friend. friend. Tell them yep. to listen. And, uh, you know, it'll spread like wildfire. Yep. We'll, yeah. we'll start a pyramid scheme up in here. <laughs> <laughs> tell a friend. Post a link on Facebook to our Facebook page or something. We Let's get this thing. You know, we've grown a ton. I mean, we, uh, we, we started doing this show for literally dozens of people, and now we have... Now uh, we're making money on the show, so... Yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously, it's... I can't believe we're ever at a point where we're in the green uh, doing this. But, uh, man, I really appreciate the hardcore, awesome, amazing fans, and 
Y'all are amazing, and look forward to a lot of episodes coming out uh, later this summer and this year. We we just went over our schedule a, a few days ago. Through next April. <laughs> through April, yes. We are booked yeah. through April already. And and come in, and if, if you've wanted to get on the show and donate and, and be on the show, which some listeners have in the past, it's $100 to do that. People were asking us how you do that. The, the people that have been on have donated 100 or more to the show, and um, – so that that's how it was done. But all that to say, if, if you are wanting to do that in the next year, people are already booking their appearance for next year. It's gotten to that point. Like I want to do Batman, you know, next year and stuff like that. Um, so if you if that's something you want to do, you know, now's the time to, I guess, donate and, and book yourself for for later, because I would hate the movie you. You donate to get on, and it's already taken by another guest. So, yeah, shoot us an email before you donate. Madaboutmoviespodcast uh, yes. at gmail dot com if you want to do a guest appearance, and we'll let you know um, if whatever you're interested is is taken or not. And we're happy to do that for you. And uh, I think it's a fun yeah. part of our show. I hope we can continue that because I've really enjoyed having the fans on or listeners on that we've had mm-hmm. so far. And I, it's, it's just a really cool perspective to get is the uh, the average. I would say moviegoers opinion yeah. on, not on the fine critics that we are not the fine <laughs> critics but i'm mean, not the people that literally on, have just to drop my brandy snifter not the people that 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 uh that have to do this i mean we uh <laughs> we really do have to go every week whether we want to or not uh for the sake of of the see show pixels. so yeah you go see pixels and, and you know all that so all right well until next time i'll see you guys at cinema goodbye Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged (laughs) But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're calling again.